And we're back with episode 163, part two, the continuation of our March Creator Bracket. And as always, I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're the Bag and Board cast. <laughs> yes, we are. Um, we just did an episode on Sunday. Uh, this is the second part of that. So you've already heard all the other stuff that we normally do, but we are still drinking. Yep, yes. Paul brought a beer because we didn't let, let him have any last week. Paul was late for the show, so Chris and I started drinking. and then On my a, front porch, by on, the way. On his front porch. And then as a joke, we said he couldn't have any, and then the joke just became reality. <laughs> but we are drinking Founder's Curmudgeon. It's a uh, ale aged in uh, just oak barrels. Just oak barrels with, with, molasses. with, with molasses. And you, you can taste the molasses. Yeah. You can. Um, it, it's, a, it's very similar to... Um, like an innocent gun. Yeah. It has those same kind of flavors that molasses really gives it a sweet kind of vanilla-y. Uh-huh. And the oak is just wonderful. It's This is excellent, excellent drinking beer. I think it's, this it's is... It's a good sipping beer. I actually had one of these last night, and it's good to have it again today. Yeah, well, we're watching uh, Bored to Death. It's uh, definitely a beer you do want to sip because there is a lot of high alcohol. But I still th- I put this over Innocent Gun just because it is so much more complex. Yeah. There's more of a depth to it than you yeah. get off the Innocent Gun. And I think it might be from that molasses. And um, these are a little chilled. We drank them just warm, yeah. room temperature. And um, I think a lot smoother, totally warm. Mm-hmm. Um, but delicious. And 9.8% alcohol on this. And that's, that's where the burn comes from, huh? It's definitely a big boy beer. And um, also on episode 163.1 or whatever you want yeah. to call it, um, we had the Great Lakes Alchemy Hour double IPA. Yeah. I emailed them after the show to see if it was going to be something that was around constantly. Uh-huh. And it's not. It's only a once-a-year release for them. Um, but once-a-year release, yes. so yearly. So it, will be, it will be back next year. But the uh, representative told me to keep an eye out for their new beer in April. Called Rye of the Tiger. Oh, so, we do love our rye. I know we love our eyes. I do love survivor puns. What are they doing? What what is this a new brewer that they got over there at Great Lakes? Because, I'm okay with whatever they're doing. Yeah, I, I, I have enjoyed it all. I I think some of this used to be more just pub stuff, really small mm. releases, and they've gotten bigger and they're um, letting it out more and more and more. Um, in two weeks, I'm going to be going to Founders Brewery and getting their um, bourbon barrel cave-aged imperial stout. And um, that's something that's the first year that they're doing it. Last year was the first time they released Bolt Cutter. So all these things, Bolt Cutter now, their barley wine is something Mm -hmm. that you can get. So this is probably going to be something... Next year, you'll be able to get their um, bourbon-aged one. So all these breweries are getting bigger and doing more and more. Founders is one that's constantly putting out new beers like this. And I'm okay with Great Lakes doing maybe something every couple months, too. Like, yeah, okay, I can drink the Christmas ale for a couple months, then give me the alchemy, then give me a rye. Just Keep it fresh. Drop the Nosferatu, though, because that's not yeah, very that good. Not that and what's the do- Doppelbach? The Doppelbach? The Doppelbacher. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't it's the two rockers. You like, know what? Rock, I, I'm totally forth. fine with them brewing some crappy ones just so I can get those really, really good ones. Because I have to say, the uh, 
what is it? The um, the Alchemy Hour is probably my favorite double IPA I've ever had. It's and, fantastic. And I put it up there as like probably in my top five just straight out IPAs. I I might put it up there straight out as one of my top beers ever. Ampersand agreed. My dog. He said yes. He said yes. I don't know if you it picked up on the audio. Probably not. I'm trying to I'm trying to find a page. Oh, you found a page? I, I did. For what? Well, it's time for another dramatic reading, Bag Boardcast style. This time, it's from Justice League International, number one, page 11, panel two. A moment? Something wrong, Garvel? Cannot work with Chinese general. Man is impossible. That was a dramatic reading from Justice League International, number one, page 11. I forgot that book even existed. Well, it hasn't existed in a couple months. Yeah, longer than that. But, I mean, you know, it didn't sell that well. But the art in it was pretty good, drawn by Aaron Lepresti, who did not make the bracket for artists. No, no, Aaron Lepresti did not. You know who did? Who did it? I don't remember. Andrea Sorrentino versus Greg Capullo. Oh. This is DC matchup. I, we started with Marvel first over with writers, so I f- thought it only fair. I, I got to say, you know what? Andrea Sorrentino does some decent work. Greg Capullo, man. Just think back to Court of the Owls and how great that looked. And then think back to Death of the Family and everything that he was doing with Joker. And try to tell me that's not the best comic book artwork you've seen in a DC book. Uh, it, it is just great. And I think what he, he's only had in what the last 18 issues, he's only had like one villain artist. If that, I think he's done them all. No, no. It was because, uh, Becky Cloonan did do villain for, uh, the Harper row, uh, issue. And before that, there was another villain artist to do the first Harper row. So that's two books. So he's done 16. Yeah. Uh, well, 18 uh, will be a fill-in. Yeah. So out of eight, three out of 18. Three out of 18? Well, no, there's a zero. So you're right. Two out of 18. Uh, Wait, no, the fill-in was a... Was that Greg Capullo on fill-in? On zero? Yes. Yes, it yeah. was. Yeah, you're right. So, I mean, that's it's pretty, it's pretty awesome that he can continuously bring this awesome artwork monthly out mm-hmm. to you. Um, I've really, really liked, um, Sorrentino on, uh, Green Arrow. I've, I've, he's just been rocking it out. It just is great. I love it. But I think, yeah, you, you gotta give it to Greg Capullo on this one. Just, we are a Joker. Joker is just so (laughs) creepy in that. It's so, it just works so great. It, It is upsetting, uh. The, the bracket definitely bit Sarantino uh, here uh, because if, like, looking at this list, there's a lot of people that Sorrentino would w- win against. Unfortunately, not Greg Capullo. It's, you know, iVampire has been creepy and freaky, and everything I said last year to try to support Andrea, uh, I'll say again. Um, but... Uh, I still think the yellow just doesn't quite work with the 
just the coloring of the book, you know, Green Arrow doesn't quite work as well as I Vampire did. But, um, yeah, like Greg Capullo, hands down, one of the top artists from DC. So he's he's definitely the person to beat. But perchance, Yannick Paquette or Kenneth Rockaport might have something to say about being the top dog in this competition. But which one? This is tough. Uh, They're both really, really good artists. They're kind of on opposite sides of, like, the comic book spectrum. Um, Yannick Pictet does really does that really dark, heavy lines kind of look. Um, he can go really detailed with the backgrounds and draw amazing detail with all the flower stuff he does in Swamp Thing and the interlacing of lines, um, intertwining of lines. There we go. Um, yeah, and then Kenneth Rockefort, really fun. It's, really dynamic it's, style. It's very dynamic. That's actually the word I was going to go to because it pops. Having him on Red Hood and the Outlaws, it just made sense. Making uh, the jump to Superman, that's big. Yeah. Like, to go from a book starring Jason Todd and Roy Harper to Superman, that's that's a vote of confidence probably on not just Scott Lodell's part, but DC. Yeah. Saying like, hey, we trust you on this book. And I just, I love the way he does layouts. Like, I, I really like he was my choice to be, to put on here and um he's going to be my choice over Yana Paquette cuz I do I absolutely love that artwork and like I Chris brought home a Superman issue from the comic book store because I had ordered it like it's got me buying Superman and the stories have been pretty good like I I've enjoyed them and uh I've been following Scott Lodell and saying what's coming up on Superman it it sounds interesting and I do. I, I really like that art. Paul, I want to hear you throw your vote out there. Well, you know me. I'm a big fan and follower of Swamp Thing. You know I don't read much, if I think, any book from Kenneth Rockefort. Did he do uh, Threshold? No. No? That was uh, Scott Collins. Okay. And uh, Who did the backup on that? I, I don't remember. I can't remember, but it's he was on that one. No. That's okay. Um, so I've seen very little of Kenneth Rockefort's work, so I can't speak Really much to him, but I can champion Yannick Paquette. Really interesting. Even if we're talking about layout design, Yannick Paquette does it too with Swamp Thing, especially with uh, the crossover with the Rot. He can do gross, gritty, grimy characters that still have emotional faces that are scary and creepy. Uh, he gives personality to Swamp Thing. On a monthly va- basis, which is kind of crazy to think about, you know? Uh, so that's where I go with uh, Yannick Paquette. Not just because I think the skill level is... He's one of the most skillful comic book artists, I think, that are out there. Just, it's skill. You know, it, what he does is skill. I think these two guys are both just yeah. evenly evenly matched, just on opposite sides of how they do it. I really enjoy Kenneth Rockford, but Paul, your argument won me over. I was going to be the deciding vote here. I I love Red Hood and the Outlaws. It's not a big surprise. I've been championing that book since we started doing our New 52 reviews. And I haven't read a lot of Swamp Thing, but Yannick Paquette, I think, is a 
artist, not just a comic book artist. And I'm looking over <laughs> yeah, Paul's yeah. shoulder here at the uh, print that he has on his desk, and it's Yannick Paquette's cover from Swamp Thing Number One, and it's so different from what Kenneth Rockford does. So it's hard to put one over the other, but th- this is one of those ones where I wish it was someone uh, else for each one of them. Yeah, it but. just they're both they're both fantastic. And um when we were making this list up and Paul was like, Oh, we forgot Anna Ted, I said like, Oh, pull that person off because he definitely deserved to be on this list and he does. He's a great, great artist. How about David Finch or Cliff Chang? Ooh, that's not tough for me at all. No, it's not tough for me either. It's definitely Cliff Chang. I he, I, he draws cartoonish bodies. I know, and everything. It's there's a cartoony element to it, but it just works. And yeah. his design of the characters, it, and it's still doing design work. His artwork is very two D too. When mm-hmm. you look at it, like it. It does have that kind of flat appearance to it, but it's like that pop art style almost. Yeah. I, I would have to agree with you, uh, Cliff Shang. Um, he's a great artist. David Finch, he's a big name, mm-hmm. but he's very much that 90s gritty style. Yeah. That was my biggest complaint about Justice League of America number one is everyone's gritting their teeth, like fists. Like Everybody's it's, statuesque. It's, it's a step below Jim Lee. Like Jim Lee does superhero mm-hmm. comic books. David Finch, I feel, is just, he does the same thing, just not as well as Jim Lee. I And Cliff Chang, it's a breath of fresh air. His Wonder Woman stuff, it's great. When he was doing the Spectre book that was coming out during uh, Infinite Crisis, mm-hmm. like Tales of the Unexpected, that was awesome. He did, uh, oh, that what event, was it? Um, that uh, Titans book. No, he didn't do that. He did the, with the Robin. He did, he did the covers for that. Yeah. I just but, know he yeah. did that artwork. Um, but he's, he's got a great style. We talked to him for the show. He's yep. one of those artists that, man, I, when I see his work, I actually take note of it because I can pick it out because it's so distinct. Mm-hmm. And, it, and those those Wonder Woman covers are great. Um, that artwork that he was doing where he was mixing comic book um, characters with pop... 80 motifs. 80 mo- yeah, you know, and he yeah. had um, he had like a... Batgirl on um, the uh, the Purple Rain cover yep. on that purple motorcycle, like just awesome, awesome, awesome artwork. And yeah, it definitely, definitely deserves to be on here, and definitely deserves if to we go the winning spot. If we go to a convention and he's there again selling an art book or something, I would buy it just to have it. Not only to support him as a creator, but mm-hmm. it's something that I would just like to have. I'd probably open it up, like tear it open, break the spine on it, and take those pages out to frame them. <laughs> because I think they would make really cool just prints yeah. to have on your wall. But There are a couple cool prints that he does sell, you know, yeah. like what John was saying, those mixed, uh, you know, motifs. Um, who else could sell some awesome art is definitely these two names, and that's J.H. Williams III. I know that's three names. Well, <laughs> and, you, sh- uh, you should, wait, before you go further, you should, J.H. Williams III, winner overall bracket last year. Yep. yep. And Ivan Reese. Oh. Rice. Ivan, I'm sorry, I don't pronounce your last name correctly, Rice or Reese. I, b- I believe it actually is Rice, Reese, but Reese. from how it, mm-hmm. like, it's R-E-I-S, so it, yeah. it looks like it would be Rice, but mm-hmm. I, I think it is pronounced Reese. Yeah, Ivan I Reese. always say Rice. <laughs> yeah. 
There we go. Uh, that woman artist, a book that I think I, again, I'm the only person that picks up regularly. And Ivan Rice, or Reese, who, uh, does the Green Lantern books from he, West well, he, did, he did Green Lantern. He's, he hasn't done a Green Lantern oh, book in he does Aquaman. Like two years now. He yeah, does Aquaman he was doing, and yeah. Justice League of America. Yeah, and I think he's off, he's off, he's off of Aquaman. Yeah, he's now. off of he Aquaman. Just, no, now. he just says Justice League then. So he's, he's he on should, Justice yeah. League right now. Not Justice League of America. No, but, just. Okay. Just the Justice League. So Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Cyborg, yeah, Green Lantern. Those people. Uh, the Justice League. He, he did a great job on, on, um, on Aquaman. And, like, when it took me a second to realize when he was off Aquaman, because the other guy did just as, like, it, I, like, was like, Aquaman looks a little different. And they looked at the cover and it's like, oh, it's not, it's not Ivan Reese. Reese. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I on the on the on the show I made a comment like oh it's it's good and or you know it sounded like I was saying it's better than his but it you know he does do a great job he's able to capture that look but it a guy coming on looked just or almost as good as his artwork where J H Williams the third you can't just copy that you know nobody can do that same kind of layout like that splash page that the you know the panels went across and spiraled in on both those two pages like the stuff that he does is awesome and the fact like that he's going to be on sandman with neil gaiman is just like it makes sense oh my gosh like that book is going to be one of the best looking books ever and uh, i have to give it to gh williams I just have to, you know, talk comment on Sandman. Imagine Neil Gaiman being able to talk to J.H. Williams III in a way that they understand exactly how things are supposed to look on the panel and by page, and J.H. Williams III being like, I can make it a little better. Yeah. Because that's what I imagine that that book is going to be like. Yeah. Someone who can actually understand where he's coming from and then being going. give that over-the-top kind of crazy... Because you see it in Sandman, like where the I think the artist is sometimes stretched, and J. H. Williams III I think can stretch and overreach and grab a hold of those stories. And that was the thing about Sandman too is Neil Gaiman always wanted to work with different types of artists. Mm-hmm. It's it started off as a horror comic book, then it moved more into the fantasy realms, and none of the artists on that book were like your typical comic book artists, mm-hmm. and that's just what J.H. Williams III is. Like, he's an artist, much like Yannick Paquette. I'd put him over Yannick Paquette, and I feel like it might come down to that point at some point. <laughs> Spoilers. Hey, who, well, know, who, who knows, knows where we're going to go? Knows. But I feel like I, Ivan Reese does great, great comic book artwork. J.H. Williams III does artwork that happens to be in comic books. All right. Much, much, much like last year. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, back to the top, Greg Capullo versus Yannick Paquette. Mm. This is a tough this decision. Is, this is a tough one because I haven't read any more Swamp Things than you've passed yeah. off, which may be like two issues. Mm-hmm. And I love me some Batman. Hardcore. Greg Capullo does comic book art the best that comic book art can be, especially on a Batman book. Yeah. Whereas Yannick Paquette does some amazing art inside of comic books. 
So I'm going with Yannick Paquette. I I have to go with Greg Capullo because I want to make this hard for John to pick someone. Uh, I actually, I would, I, I just think back to, like, Court of Owls when Batman is stuck in that labyrinth. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then just in those pages where it's the Joker coming back into the police station to get his face. The double-headed lion cub thing. Yeah. Like, but, but just those moments of he's able to tell so much without showing that much, but you, you see it and the writing just goes together so well that it makes you like, it makes you almost as scared as Commissioner Gordon is right there. He's able to show that. I hate it when I'm scared. He, he makes it, he makes it, uh, you know, he, just able to mesh with the writing so well. And, you know, I haven't been reading Swamp Thing, so I don't know how well those books go together. Both written by Scott Snyder. Yes. So it's hard to say which one meshes more with what Scott was doing, but I got to go Greg Capullo because I do read that book. It is understandable. And it is just great, great artwork. Though you're not seeing anything against Yannick Piquet? I'm not. I, I no, like we've already talked. We've already talked about how how good he is. Cliff Chang, or J. H. Williams the third. Oh, this is this is this a hard is, one. This is a toughie too. Man, both artists that I love. Both extremely distinct too. Like when you see artwork by them, you're like that's J. H. Williams. Mm-hmm. That's Cliff Chang. Oh, wow. This is, I want the last vote on this, I think. I, because, you know, these are, these are two books that I read constantly that they're on. Yeah. And I feel like you guys glance through them, you guys page through them, you know, because they're out. Because I'd never put anything away in my house. Yeah. I am, you know. That's, and, that's where the stupid, uh, the dramatic the readings, readings come from. from. I am a, sh- you know, a couple hairs shy of a hoarder, apparently. Uh, I need to get out on that D- uh, TLC show, not get on actually solving my own problem. <laughs> it's this. Th- it this is so. This really is probably one of the most hard ones, hardest ones we've had, because you think like, well, all right, just covers. They both do just amazing cover art. They they both really really do. And then you think, all right, the inside. Paul, Paul mentioned it last time with Cliff Chang, just his creative ways of creating those gods. Uh, Hades wearing that crown of, not candles. even his, his head is a crown of candles. Like, so, so, so creepy. Like, all those designs, um, Hermes in that. Like, all those designs are just so crazy, but they work. And then you think of all those, the splash pages, everything that, that, uh, J.H. Williams does, like throwing a boomerang across two pages and it having it cut through the panels and them waving up, like those insides just are amazing in his book as well. I don't know. What's, yeah, I was going to say, it's, what's, what, what are you going what, what, for? What say you? It's hard. It, it, it is, it is really, really, really hard. And oh man, 
I, I, I'm not sure because I keep wanting to say J.H. Williams the third, but I keep stopping myself from saying it because just that Cliff Chang is just so good. Yeah. Uh, I I'm gonna say J.H. Williams. Well, it's okay because I want to say Cliff Chang because J.H. Williams he is such a great artist. And I feel like he's kind of voiced it on a book like Batwoman. I I I would like agree. A, yeah. a Sandman caliber book, like Next. that's that's what he needs to be on. Like if you put him on something like Justice League Dark, he might not flourish as much on like a team book as he does that solo thing. But I would want to see what he does with that. You put him on a, a Swamp Thing book, that's a book that I want to see him do. Like mm-hmm. he's that artist. You put him on anything. And you're like, okay, wow. Yeah. Uh, and here's the thing. That's the book he wants to be on. Yeah. You know? Cliff Chang, I think wherever you put oh, he him. He co-created Batwoman, you know? It's, yeah, no, yeah. It is still his, you know, it's as his, we say, it's, it's his, his baby. baby. Yeah. No, I understand that. Cliff Chang, there's just a fun that's in his artwork. Mm-hmm. It, I, I can't explain it. Like, you have to actually be looking at it and just partake drink it in because there's something there when you see it it just pops i cliff chang like i i have to give it to him he's and another I know i'm not giving this like the best description and explaining if why but like he's fantastic he's and a guy j- too that i want to see on other books i want to see what else he can do what everything mm. like I, I i he's one of those artists that you do want to follow he Cliff Chang might not do the most dynamic page layouts or the most explosive, you know, two-page panels, but he gives you iconic characters. And every character does look different. Every character has their own not only body type, but energy to them. And that energy, for whatever reason, even though it's like flat, you know, cartoonish look, Mm. still sizzles, and you feel it off the page. And the, you know, just the concepts and ideas that he is flowing into these gods and hopefully soon more new gods than just Orion, um, is exciting. And I'm more excited to look through panel by panel of Wonder Woman than I am J.H. Williams III's Batwoman. Uh, maybe because, you know, Batwoman has been in such a place for so long. Yeah. She's, she's not really doing anything new where, Cliff Chang is get he he's getting a whole new race of gods to draw. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so I feel like you know I don't want to be like, well, J. H. Williams won it last year, therefore you know he doesn't really he hasn't done anything more than what he did to win it last year. But what he did, like he, he blew yeah, everybody fantastic. away. He, what he does is he's fantastic. the best. What he does, yeah, and um, I don't know. Yannick Paquette does some pretty good stuff too. <laughs> It doesn't matter. Well, if it was J.H. Williams versus Yannick Paquette, I would still probably give it to Yannick Paquette. Wow. Yeah, I know. Well, well, and they do similar stuff. Um, but Cliff Chang, I think, there's the en- that kind of new freshness energy there that's still happening, which is surprising 18 issues after this new mythology has been cre- kind of established now. So, yeah, Cliff Chang moves I, on. I'm, great to, I'm, I'm glad to see Cliff Chang yeah. move on. Worth of fresh air. It's hard to say. In our, in our stale podcast. 
So that gives us what? Greg Capullo versus Cliff Chang? That is correct. Both two, when they do comic books, they do the hell out of comic books. That comic book is sore in the morning. Yeah. Oh. Um, I'm going to say... Sometimes this calls me to drink it more. I was going to say, but I'm going to cut you off, Sean, because sometimes you wish you had voted for the other guy to make the next matchup easier. <laughs> because this one's hard now. And I'm just going to say, I'm going to vote Cliff Chang only because he's done an interview with us. We haven't been to a convention with Greg Capullo, though. So that's that's our bad. Yeah. I will not hold that against him. I'm not either, but, you know, I... No, you are. You just did. You did. Hey. Just then do that. I'm just saying, Held. that makes it easy for me to pick one or the other. He let Paul sit on the same side of the table as yeah. him. Yeah, that was, was fun. And he was just, you just get, drawn the I whole took, time. I, I demanded the last vote last time. So, Chris, I leave it oh. up to you. Do you want last vote? I'll, I'll, last I'll take vote? last vote, so you go ahead. Because well, John I'm, has spoken his piece. I'm sorry. I'm not going to make it any easier on you. I, I had a feeling it was going to go this way. Uh, Greg Capullo does do that comic book genre so well. And what I said about Cliff Chang getting energy and doing stuff and reinventing characters really well, Greg Capullo basically did it with the Joker. And he's done it. And I can't wait to see what he does with this year zero, zero that's yes. going to be coming I know. Out. I saw that. I was like, I, I need to know more about this. Coming out of the zero issues uh, with Riddler. Uh, so, yeah. Well, just yeah. I I just loved the um, that zero issue Batman where it was yeah. him starting out. Like, that was, that was awesome. And I did want more in that world. So I can't wait for the zero year. Yeah. Or what well, yeah, it's yeah, year, zero. Zero. yeah, year zero. Because they can't step on Frank Miller's year one. Yeah. Can't touch that, apparently. Untouchable. Except n- hardly anything carries through. So yeah. you picked Greg Capullo? Yes, I did. <laughs> You're welcome, Chris. As soon as I said I would take last pick, I was like, he's just gonna go for Greg Capullo now. This is really hard. But Stop touching your penis and tell okay. us what you what Well, now this decision's hard to make. I, oh, okay. I have to... Greg Capullo, as much wow. as I enjoy Cliff Chang... Yeah. If Greg Cliff Capullo, Chang was on a bigger book, something that we all read, like he, it might be an even tougher decision for us. That's true. And here's the thing. like Whenever I pick up one of those issues of Wonder Woman that you, like, you mm-hmm. pass off and like I read it, it's like... This is that book that I want it to be. This is that trade paper that I'm going to buy it once I see it somewhere. When I pick the first up trade is well, out. It's, I just haven't seen it. So when I pick up a Wonder Woman issue to look through, I'm not looking through it like, boy, Brian Azzarello is doing a great job in this book. I'm always going, man, Cliff Chang just such an awesome artist. I pick it up because I see that cover and I'm like. What is going on? And I thumb through it because of that. And I forget a lot of times that Brian Azriello is writing that book. And Cliff Chang does an awesome job over on Wonder Woman. But here's the thing. That Joker that yeah. Greg Capullo draws, it haunts you. If I just say Greg Capullo Joker, you probably have a panel or a cover in your head that 
it's it's just sticking with you. It's burned it's in there. It's those pupils yeah. that aren't that are just crazy. They don't line up. They're not the same. Yeah, it's I. Mm-hmm. It's it, tough call, but man, it, it's just that Greg Capullo artwork. It sticks with you. It's it's burned into me. It's left me changed. It yeah, it's great. But man, he's never you, done he, an interview with us. You though. figure you figure that was tough. How are things going to be on the Marvel side? Well, do we want to crack open another beer? Sure. I'm good with that. doing that. <laughs> and we're cracked open exactly what we talked about just uh, not a half hour ago, the Alchemy Hour double IPA from Great Lakes. It's such a great beer. We uh, talked about it in last half episode, so or last episode, or this episode. First part of last, this episode. There we go. Uh, we've been drinking now, so now I can use that excuse. Thank there you goodness. go. And uh, a conversation we just had was what Chris and I, I don't know where Paul stands on this, but Chris and I both agree it needs to be warmer. This is probably, I'd say it's got to be somewhere in the high 30s, maybe 40s. It was just in the basement. It's not yeah, that cold in the basement. Yeah, but it's 26 degrees out. Like, this is cold, Paul. I understand it's maybe a little chilly. But we I, were wouldn't, not... I wouldn't say it's... Where, where, get, get a fucking I, thermometer. I was... This is... This is... Close to 40. Mm. I think it's somewhere in the realm of 45, 46, 47. <laughs> I don't think so. But better, it's not ru- ice better, cold, ru- better room temperature. <laughs> Have this sitting mm. out just on your table, on your countertop. Not room temp, not 62, not 64. That's where we were We had We had it on. Really? Yeah, it was just sitting out on the table. Wow. Yeah. I, you get so much more. Might have, might have been like fifties because it was yeah. liquids. Fifty five to yeah. fifty. To, like that day, it 60, hit sixty somewhere in there. So mm-hmm. it was over sixty. It was almost seventy. Um, but yeah, it's it's a great beer. I like. I I think you get all the that honey and those extra citrus notes, just deliciously. Yeah. We drink smooth. our beer warmer usually. No. It's still and good. That's why I got these it's glasses really, so we really could warm good. them up easier. Yeah, I've been I've been palming this, trying to get the it a little bit warmer, yeah. just so I get those that depth of the flavor. I'll try to that richness. Palm this before. without uh, destroying my computer by accident, like spilling it everywhere. Well, we talk. Well, about- why don't you spill the beans on our next match? Mike, <laughs> <laughs> eh? eh? over at Marvel. Eh? And I just we wanted s- to say we've been drinking these. We started drinking out of the uh, dogfish head goblets. Mm-hmm. Uh. I just want to say, Michael Ride versus Chris Bacello. Easy for me. Do you want me to Over go first? on uh, Marvel. Chris matchup. Bacello. Really? Okay. Yeah. What's he been if, doing? What, what is his he, did Wo- he did Wolverine and the X-Men. He started off with that, but then oh, now he's okay. over on... Um, oh, what's the X-Men book? It's the all-new X-Men. Or no, Uncanny. Uncanny X-Men. Yeah, he's on the Uncanny one, X-Men. The one that had White Magneto... Uh, busting through Uncanny X-Men symbol just this week. There's there's so the many X-Men ish. books that I read now, I actually don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, I never thought I would say that. And this is And I'm going to be I'm going to be adding another one when that Brian Wood X-Men oh, yeah. book comes gonna, out. Well, Brian Wood has been writing X-Men already. Yeah, but the X-Men I want to read with Storm, Rachel Summers, Jubilee, Storm. Psylocke. It has Psylocke. But doesn't have Jubilee. It has, Jubilee is it has 50%. Kitty Pride, too. Like, that's. Okay. 
It has. Everything about that. That's 20% of the characters that you want, plus Brian Wood. Okay. Can, <laughs> no. That's enough. That's enough. Jubilee. Jubilee Brian Wood. Okay. I leave it at that. Paul. All right. Um, Mike already, he, he's a fun artist. I mentioned kind of exceptionally fun I'm a, I'm, artist. When I was talking about uh, Cliff Chang before, I mentioned that kind of pop sensibility, which Mike Allred has in space. Are you ahead, John? No, I was trying to see how to spell it. I wanted to, I wanted to get a decent but picture Cello, of his B-A-C-H-A-L-O. Mike Allred does pop art in its truest form. Chris Pacello, though, everything he does is so expressive and energetic. It just speaks to me. Like, when I see him on something, it's like, okay, man, this is going to be a crazy action-packed book. And he usually delivers. Even when it's just people standing around talking, there's an energy there. Yeah. Everything that Mike Allred does, it's so static. I don't get any sense of motion or kineticism to it. It's all just so, like, color-formed onto that page. Well, blame his wife. (laughs) <laughs> I don't mean the colors. I just mean like it's like someone just drew it and then they like just stuck it on a panel. Like, okay, no, they're going to go here and then we're going to have this guy here. Chris Michello, things just leap off of that page. I, I have to give it to him. See, I, I these are two artists that I think are great to meet in the first round. Uh, Mike Allred amazingly fun very bold lines as you can say the bold lines you know when you do that kind of stuff does come off as lacking energy when you do loose crazy dynamic lines but you you know you can still have those thick black lines and be energetic look at scotty young's old style yeah well that was uh, what's his name who's on the spider humberto ramos humberto ramos when i think of them i think of I don't think of the thick line drawings, but you guys are right. I guess they are but thicker But they're lines. also more cartoony. So, so is Chris Pacello, though. So is Mike, so is Mike Yeah, but Chris, I, I, just looking at his, Chris Pacello is cartoony, but at the same time, like, it's, it still has a little bit of realism to it. It has some... There's a weight to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's exactly what I was trying. Yeah, what I was trying like, to say. Like, it's not. I, I don't know how to say it any other. There's like a density to that. Artwork. Yeah, and as much as I love Mike Allred, I absolutely love him. Like, if I, I, I've always wanted to get a comic page from him just to sketch anything because he's one of my favorite favorite artists. But I have to give this to Chris Pacello. Wow, and that, and that's just. I just went. Image search and was just thumbing through his art, and it's just like, wow, yeah. It's, See, it's better. My it, problem with Uncanny X Men right now is I'm having a hard time figuring out which one's Magic and which one's Emma Frost. And I was Magic's shocked. got the sword and she's got right. the steel arm. She's got the bangs too. Yeah, yeah. That's how I have to tell them <laughs> apart though. And Magneto, that guy doesn't look like Magneto. When he's bald, <laughs> doesn't have the flowing white 
locks of hair. <laughs> when have you ever, but in, in Chris Pichel's defense, when have you ever seen Magneto just bald, bald. before? Yeah, you, you So, don't. you know? Yeah. And but I can equate that he's to. He's also buff and he's got that real triangle, triangular figure now. But think back to the 90s, like Magneto, just like he was, he was built. Like he was everyone. built. That, that guy didn't have a six pack, he had like an eight pack. <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody did back and then. And I can, I can equate Magneto being bald to the fact that he was searched by S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, they did everything they could. Like, they shaved his hair to make sure there were no, like, iron I'm filaments sure. in there. Yeah. Like, something, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that was an but artistic even, choice. I'm just saying that it's made it so difficult to tell the characters apart in that book, it's distracting. Where Mike Allred, you know exactly where you stand with who's who. Uh, I wouldn't... I when I've when I've read those books, I've never been like, is that White Queen or is that magic? I I know, you know, okay. magic I, is I do have art. magic is shorter. White Queen is, you know, tall and a little little thinner of a frame. And also the, the, hair, the, the hair dialogue doesn't help at all either. Yeah. That that's true. And I mean, that, you have to have that whole everyone has that voice. You have to have that whole page where it describes who White Queen is, where she's going through blah 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 yes. in issue 7. seven. You know, like, was issue, was it issue two? I couldn't, it's I one or the know. other of the X-Men books. It was, it was, it was issue number two. Was it two? Okay. Cause it's not the, the other new, X-Men is on. That's all new X. Yeah, yeah. It's confusing. Um, but I think just Chris Pacello. Okay. I, I, and I, I absolutely love Mike Allred. I would, I would want to put Mike Allred through, but I, you gotta be honest with. Yeah. Can I be honest yeah. with yourself and with the art itself? That was. <laughs> Next. I, I'm actually, while Paul's pulling that Talking up, I'm actually about, just, uh, I Googled both of them, like Chris Pichello, and now I'm looking at Mike Allred's stuff. And yeah, Mike Allred, it's fun, but. It is. All his art looks, looks just, like Allred art. Yeah. But is that a bad thing? It's. I mean, like, look at that one. Like, that's an awesome Wonder Woman. Thing. It is a wonder, awesome Wonder Woman. I, I need to see that Wonder it Woman. It is definitely I a it. Chris Pacello Wonder Woman. Yeah, it yeah. is a Chris. You know, it is. I, but it, it, there's there's dynamism to it. There is energy. There is explosiveness off the panel. I do understand it. I do agree. I just like like Mike all read more. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but it doesn't matter anymore. What matters now is Chris Somney. Versus Brian Hitch. Okay, what, well, what books are they on? Chris Samney is doing Daredevil right now. Brian Hitch over on the Age of Ultron yep. series. Uh, I do have one of those Age of very, Ultron books right there. Very different art styles. Because Chris Samney does that kind and of sparse... Heavy line again. Heavy lines. The, the art style that I love, by the way. So I'm going to get it out of the way right now. I would rather read all my comic books in the style of your Cliff Changs, your Chris Somnies, your Paulo Rivera's, your Mike uh, Allred's. Mike Allred's. Your uh, he did uh, the Hunter most recently. Darwin Cooks. Oh yeah. Uh, I I agree. Nick, you know uh, Nick Dragota. I would put Nick in there Dragota. as well. Nick Oh my goodness! I cannot wait for <laughs> East of West. Or west of east. I'm not even sure which direction I'm facing, but the direction I'll I'm not facing around. is love. Yeah. Uh, I, for I, those kind of artists. And I will 
like to my dying breath that don't call it cartoony, don't disparage it as cartoony. That is comic book work done well. It's pulpy, and I I completely agree with you. I would rather have a million books done in that style than I would mm-hmm. a million books done in Brian Hitch's style. Um, he's also known for his work on The Ultimates when that series came out. When Which, we, it's fantastic. Like, he does mm-hmm. that realistic superhero stuff. Like, it's... I would hate to have to be his colorist, because flipping through this, it's like... Yeah. You, there's a there's lot of so shadow much, work. There's so much there's, work to do on that book. And it's not just, like, shadow work where you can just, like, oh, I'll just paint it in black. Yeah. No, it's, like, actual shadow work. The thing about this book is the backgrounds look better than the people. Well, he's and one that's of those... just that's just in this pick. I mean, I was a big fan of the Ultimates, but thumbing through this Age of Ultron book one, this is their big thing going on right now. And yeah, to have like Brian Hitch on here is a big name. Like this page of just the city and stuff. Yeah, it's a city and ruins. Absolutely amazing, and it's like a city in ruins with another like another city above it that's all technical. It's just. But then you go into the faces, and the faces are just really distracting in it. Like this guy, you don't even know if it's Wolverine or not. You know, because he's got the hair. But then you see Wolverine. I didn't think like that at all when I saw it. I was just reading it. Yeah. It's a guy. It's a guy, yeah. But but if you're just thumbing through it like I am, you are like that. But you get to Wolverine, and you're just like, you know, it's not... The best looking page. Well, that's Wolverine kind of in the background too, though. No, but I mean, like yeah. a lot Honestly, of if just... you look at everything, even at the beginning, because I didn't get any further than like six pages into this. The stuff with Hawkeye, like it's him kind of in the distance, picking people off. But then you but you like, see him, like I don't know. I don't. I'm not a big fan he, of his faces in this. He does book. a more realistic style. It's not your typical comic bookiness. Yeah. It is what, like what we you were talking about, Chris, with Jim Lee, and then uh, David Finch, David Finch, and Brian Hitch. They're all in that same kind of style, and I would put Brian Hitch above Dave, uh, Brian Hitch t- above David Finch. That's kind of a tongue twi- yeah. Uh, yeah, twister yeah. when it's... you're drinking. Uh, but Jim Lee's still on top of the. That's kind of school, I guess. Yeah. Uh, with you know, you got your Steve Eptings in there, and your uh, yeah, you know Stephen. Uh, McNiven's in there, you know, that kind of group. And, uh, yeah, I just, that's kind of school no longer, it used to be like my bread and butter, like, oh, I need a book that looks like that. Now I'm more like, no, it doesn't, it, there's no energy, you know, there's not that, you know, pop. pop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's it, why I go with the Chris Omnis over the Brian Hitches of the world now. It's extremely realistic with this style, which I definitely appreciate. Like, mm-hmm. it brings, just that real world sensibility Did to else vote other than me right now. I I was I was about to and then okay, start talking about the uh, faces, the faces and I'm stuff. Sorry. Um, I like as I was saying before, I would go with any book done that Chris Samney style over the Brian Hitch style. It's so much more expressive that mm-hmm. it it pops more. It has that pop that you look at it and it's mm-hmm. just like you don't have to read the words because. You can follow what's happening. It's very expressive. Mm-hmm. And it's not just, it's more believable when comic book stuff happens when yeah. that's, when you have that style. But that Nick Dragota 
page with Wonder Woman, with Invisible Woman, not Wonder Woman, shielding herself but away you can't, from. You, I, I will not allow this argument because you can't bring up Nick Dragota because we're talking about Chris Samney versus Brian Hitch. Yeah, but Chris Samney. <laughs> continue on without talking about Nick Dragota. And then John can vote. <laughs> I'm with and, you guys. Chris Somney can give you a Matt Mer- a daredevil that looks shocked that he no longer recognizes his friend Spider-Man, who is now superior to Spider-Man. In one panel that tells you a lot more than I think the mugs of the gritting teeth of a Brian Hitch. Just think, what would you rather see? A page of Daredevil misreading a doctor in a doctor's office about his friend possibly having cancer, drawn by Chris Somney or Brian Hitch. Because there's so much more subtlety mm-hmm. in that Chris Somney page than there is in a Brian Hitch one. Because the Brian Hitch one, it's so... It beats you over the head with everything. I need Brian There's... to hit. I need Daredevil to be punching the doctor in the face when he hears the news. Uh, when drawn by, yeah, Brian Hitch. Whereas, like, I want to see the face of Matt Murdock with Chris Omni drawing mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and that's the difference, you know. You know, if if everything was in an event book, then I want Brian Hitch all day long. Yeah, but for, if, for character moments, like for character moments. I want Chris Somney. I'm because, with you, Paul. But here's the thing, too. When you have an artist like the Mighty Chris Somney drawing a book, it could it could be an event book, but everything's going to be that character moment, I think. Yeah. Like, it might not have the same impact story-wise, mm-hmm. but you'll feel for those characters more than you would with than just Hawkeye running through a building shooting people. Mm-hmm. Chris Somney. Chris Somney. Chris Somney. Yes. Get ready for Chris to say real quick his vote with Humberto Ramos versus Stuart Eminem. Oh, wait. That's actually tougher than that's, I thought. That's actually a very tough one. As soon as he said Humberto Ramos, I was like, oh, yeah. And then I'm like, oh, I should have read the second name first before segueing. I, I've i often attributed uh, Humberto Ramos to getting me back into comic books with his work on Crimson since we've been doing this. And then kind of steering my comic book sensibilities over the years to the stuff like Scotty Young, Chris Pacello, and even Stuart Eminem because it's that more cartoonish. Paul's flipping through books that don't well, belong to the artist he's looking for. You own a smartphone. You have a computer in front of you. I I love Stuart Eminem's artwork. It's fantastic. He does great superhero work. He does great character work. He can draw a character and have it not look like someone else. Much like Paul says about Chris Pacello. He doesn't know how Emma Frost and Magic are told differently. If Stuart Eminem was drawing that book, I think you'd be able to tell a little bit more. Same thing with Humberto Ramos, though, because his proportions are so exaggerated that everything's very distinct. So this is a harder one for me than I think Paul thought it was originally going to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, once I read, you know, 
Stuart Eminem, and I'm like, oh, never mind. Chris loved Next Wave. I Next Wave was a fun, fun book. And he, he comes and goes off of stuff. He's actually going to be on one of the X-Men books with... All uh, new X-Men. All new X-Men with Bendis now. And I'm like, oh, man, that's going to be a great-looking book. Because uh, he, did, he did actually some of the better... Uh, it wasn't Siege. What was the last Marvel? No, he was on Siege. Cross Was it Siege? He was on... He, new, w- he did New Avengers Siege. Yeah. It was it was the last one that we read that had... A versus X? Yeah. A versus he X, did yes. A versus, some of the A versus X. He, yeah. did, he did the better looking ones of those. The stuff that wasn't John Romita Jr. or uh, Olivia Kilpio. Like, the other stuff that you yeah. saw in Light was by Stuart Eminem. Um, as much as I love Herberto, Herberto, Humberto Ramos, Ramos, thank you. These beers are hitting me. I can tell. Um, is it because I'm sacrificed right now? No, just because you're like, as much as I love, um, uh, uh, the guy we were just talking about. Um, I think I, I have to give it to Stuart Inoman. Imminent. Mm-hmm. Imminent. Um, like an enemy, but in it's <laughs> he, no he has a cartoony look, but it still has a realistic look. Just it really, I've just been flipping through on my phone Google image of his artwork, and it is just awesome. It it's, really is. These are two artists that it's tough when you put them side by side to each other mm-hmm. because their styles are. Borderline similar. It's like Fear Itself might have been. He was he did art in that too. Yeah, but we didn't really read. Yeah, we really didn't well, read I that. kept on reading it and hated every minute of it, saying, "But maybe I'll talk about it on the podcast." Like they and both, then I'm like, "No, no there's no reason to talk." They about both this. have extremely clean styles. Yes, when you're looking at the stuff on page or mm-hmm. panel, it's you could just see the line work for it. And it would stand for itself. Uh, it's, I you know, I'm sorry, like, I, instead of, like, talking, I'm looking through the things. It is, and it has, I think, that same kind of dynamic. doesn't have the weight that um, the last guy we were talking about had. Chris Pacello? Chris Pacello, thank you. I am a little loopy feeling right now. But it still has that dynamicness to it, and it has a little more... Realism. Realism, thank you. Then uh, Herberto Ramos. Herberto Ramos does have just an awesome, an awesome, awesome style. Amount of energy. Yeah, and it is yeah. a style. It is, you want, when you're reading a Humberto Ramos book, you better want to be reading a Humberto Ramos and book. The last one that we read was uh, the, the, the fairy tale. The fairy tale one. Yeah. And fairy, it's great. Fairy Quest. Fairy quest. Hit him on, on Spider-Man. Spider, he's yeah. a perfect fit for Spider-Man. He really is. Um, but half the reason I really enjoyed Spider-Man 700 as much as I did was the Humberto Ramos art. And he was able to capture all the different eras of Spider-Man in those, that, what, three pages? Mm-hmm. Re- better than I thought he would. Because I thought that maybe his, you know, artistic take on things would get in his own way during that, those three panels or three pages. But, that kind of showed me something, you know. It it uh, it made me rethink my my uh, 
predisposition to him murdering most. Because I thought, oh, he's the guy that draws, like, really big feet and a lot of energy. And, like, everybody's yeah. always going to be standing at an angle, you know? Or squatting a little bit. Yeah. And uh that's that that's Spider-Man 700 kind of changed my thoughts on him a little bit more. He's definitely, he has that same... The same style he always has, but you can really tell from um, that the Crimson to mm-hmm. now he has grown as an artist, and he is a great artist. But just looking through, uh, I have to give it to Stuart. I know. I I don't mind because he works with his wife, and what better thing that that than yeah. there is than working with a. I know her name is Kathleen. That's why Catherine. Catherine. You, so you don't know what oh. her name. <laughs> Catherine. Catherine Inman. That's why Paul's been driving his wife to work. (laughs) Yeah, because I want to work with my wife. What's can't is that a bad thing? I don't know. I think (laughs) (laughs) it's Catherine, which is like a Kate. I know you said this was going to be an easy one for me, Paul, but it's really not because these are two artists that I I really do enjoy. (laughs) You already gave it to Stuart Eminent. Who's who is your vote, sir? Well, you both did Eminent. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't know he went. No, I just a... did. I said, oh, well, just now, just now. Uh, he, I said, well, he well, works with his wife, so I therefore I have, have to go with. I have no problem with either one of these people winning. Since Eminem's already got it, I'll say Humberto Ramos just because. He deserves a vote. He, he's a fantastic artist. If you're on our list, it's because we handpicked you to be on this list. It wasn't because we did a Google search for common. We yeah. we tried. Don't don't think that we didn't think to uh, just go to a database of DC artists and writers. We tried that, and then we it does not work because it doesn't because it they, lists everybody. Yeah, we still would handpick those guys from that list, though. True, but we handpicked. We went through our books, went through our you know what we buy we and what we buy, and that's what got you here. So, and that's what got Steve Epting. And Giuseppe Ke- uh, Chemicoli. Oh. Onto this list Okay, this also. is a good one because Steve Epting, right now, he's done so much work with Ed Brubaker over on Captain America. Right now he's on, is it Avengers or New Avengers or Secret Avengers? Mighty Avengers? What Avengers book is it with uh, Jonathan Hickman? He's on one of them. Steve Epting is on, you I guys think, read Avengers. It. Just regular Avengers? I believe no. It is New Avengers. Okay. I don't know. It is crazy. There's so many DC books, Paul. Well, I know. <laughs> I have very, uh, very many books. But it's one. It's one of the Avengers book. I don't read those. But Giuseppe it's, uh, Comencoli. It's New Avengers. Uh, Giuseppe Comencoli over on Superior Spider-Man right now with Dan Slott. And he has a little bit different take on the Spider-Man costume that I love, especially, it's the way that he draws those eyes where, like, they're kind of raised up. Mm-hmm. And and there's another lens inside. Yeah, there, you can but see I there's think, a lens in there. It's not just, like, sunglasses. It's, like, angled almost. But I think that's the mark of superior Spider-Man versus Spider-Man, you know. But, having the, but like, here's circular the thing. Eye there's, there's other Spider-Man books that are still going on, like Avenging Spider-Man, where that's not done. Really? Yeah. Because even in Superior, uh, in uh, the Daredevil, they made sure to get that. Well, that's drawn by Chris Samuel. I know, because he pays attention. He's a great artist. Like, we love him so much, he moved on to the second round. But uh, I really enjoy just how Spider-Man's looking right now. 
Steve Epting, he does that same kind of superhero artwork. That epic. It's that Brian Hitch kind of stuff. Like I would, I think Paul, you actually listed him when you were talking about Brian Hitch, David mm-hmm. Finch. Like he's in that class of artist. Yeah. And when you put them all alongside each other, n- nothing can really stand out because it's all so dry. It's all so similar that you can't stand amongst that unless you're, I guess, Jim Lee. Or Steve McNiven. Well, even well, Steve, Steve McNiven. Steve McNiven, like, he, he kind of straddles that line because like, he, he, he does a lot of those thick lines. Every, like All of his faces are so different. Very expressive. Are all of his faces that different, though? Because the more work he gets, the more I'm like, oh, that really looks like his Mr. Fantastic. Like, okay. when we were at the sketching duel, and it was Two-Face, Two-Face and it was kind of like, oh, Mr. Fantastic, and then Two-Face, okay. and then even... Wait, um, honestly, he didn't know what Two-Face looked like, because yeah. remember, he was asking questions like, so what side is the messed up one? <laughs> So he could have just been going for what he knew at that time, because yeah, he had just come true. off of the Marvel Knights 4 book at that point, too. Yeah, that's true. But um, even his... You're welcome, Steve McNiven. Gar- I'm defending you. Guardians of the to Galaxy. Paul, who I know. loves you. His Guardians of the Galaxy, I was surprised to see that it was him on that. Because really? I, I, after I finished halfway through it, one of you guys said something, and I was like, Is it? And I was like, because it, it's this A same... lot of the faces, you're not looking through Guardians of the Galaxy right now. No, no, I was going <laughs> to say, it's a lot like, it's a lot like that kind of the yeah. Avengers, the Steve Epting kind of art. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't like when you were reading his Captain America number mm-hmm. one, and we were just raving about how great it was, mm-hmm. in that, in, uh, what book were we just talking about? In New Avengers, no, no, with uh, no, 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 with Steve uh, Epting no, no, no. getting back to the main no. topic, Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians with of the Galaxy, Steve McNiven. There was nothing that zero point one. There's nothing that I was like, oh my gosh, look at this book. Like, we weren't raving about that art. I didn't even realize who the artist was because it is in that same vein of the Steve Eptings, yeah, the uh, Brian Hitches, the Jim Lees, and all that. Um. But we're talking about Steve Epting. We're He's talking about Steve Epting. Steve Epting when we did our bagged and Giuseppe board. When we did Canicoli. our when we did our bagged and board bite, you and I were raving about his use of the black mm-hmm. and everything in that book to capture those characters. And I will still say Steve Epting over Stephen Kevnicoli. Giuseppe? Giuseppe. <laughs> did I call him Steven? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 9.8 and 9.4. Right? I I can't think of anything right now. But I'm going to go with uh, Giuseppe. I just I just looked at his artwork on Superior Spider-Man, and I just thumbed through New Avengers, and it does. Like, that Spider-Man costume, it pops. And the artwork in it, 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 it pops. It just really, really works. And it's Spider-Man, you know? It shouldn't... It's something that's been around for... Well, like f- 60 years? Seven? No. <laughs> Don't Yo, do math. Came, no, it came out... Don't do math. During it's, the 60s. It came out in the 60s. So 50 the 2000s years. would have been the 40 years. 
Yeah, for some, some reason we're, we're in the for some for some reason the I, teens the teens now I I don't like calling it the teens. Well, I didn't like calling it the odds. But you did call it the you loved you loved calling it the odds, Paul. Just because people would be like, "What the hell are you talking about?" And then I would tell them what I was talking about, and they wouldn't believe me. But yeah, it just that book that book pops, and and Chris, if I have your vote down right, it's just that big kept it, it definitely is. Yeah. And it's the same thing that hurt Brian Hitch. It's a great looking mm-hmm. style. There's just there's nothing about it mm-hmm. that really grabs you. It's like if you read a, if you were to put up That's a panel of Steve Epting, Brian Hitch, David Finch, Epic. Steve uh, McNiven, and Jim Lee, and you put up their best panels, I don't know if I could tell them apart in a lineup. Yeah. And that might be a, my issue. I mean, you could say and the not same. not an issue of the creator. And a lot of things, too. Like, creators. I, They're doing work that I could never do. And they are awesome at doing it. And I think if you put all the Spider-Man creators alongside each other, Steve everyone has... Su- they all have such a distinct style mm-hmm. that you could still probably tell, even though some of them might be very similar. Yeah. Well, no, I agree. And But these guys are the ones that stand above that. Well, we're getting more and more similar in our bracket when we get to Chris Pacello and Chris Somney. They have the same first name after they all. They do. And they are both very energetic, very, you know, guys, go ahead and start talking. Ew, okay. This is this is a tougher one, too, but um, I feel like I know what my pick's going to be. I know what my pick is. Because as much as I said before, I would take a John, million... John, it'll be up to you. Yeah, John. Start start, start Google image searching. I am, I am. Like I said before, I would take a million... Oh, man. Now I'm thinking about this. It's okay. I'm going go to go for it. I would take a million, like, Chris Somnies over a million... No! Oh, like I said before, I would take a million Chris Somnies over a million Brian Hitches. When it comes to that crazy energetic art style, damn it! That that's what gets me. That's what still hooks me to this day. Those Chris Pacellos, Humberto Ramos, Scotty Youngs. I just love that almost anime graffiti. Mm-hmm. More graffiti than I think anime. Yeah, just that exaggeratedness over that pulp. Where I will go with Chris Omni. So that, because that's the thing, like, yeah. you know what, on Daredevil, you, you want a Chris Samney. I want that solid figure. I want that emotion. I want that, that, you call it statue, you know, almost statuesque. You mm. call it, like, set on the page. I call it, um, you know, static, uh, delivery of emotion. Yeah. I think you, with that, you know, that pop of energy, sometimes you lose those kind of facial expressions. They're either very energetic, and it's dial up to 11. It's always 11, and it's hard to capture those quieter moments. Mm-hmm. But Chris Somney can give you those really quiet, emotional moments, those, figure, those figures standing there with that facial expression, and it sells you. But I don't see that coming out of a Chris Pacello. And Chris Pichel's not on that kind of book. Yeah, and he would never take that kind of book. Because Yeah, because it's out of the realm. Chris, you put Chris Samney on something like X-Men, I don't think it would have the same delivery as you yeah. get 
Well, anytime I think of like that high energy book, I always think of Impulse. Okay. Like if I was going to do an Impulse book, I probably wouldn't put Chris Omni on it. I would put Chris Pacello on it 10 times out of 10. Unless it was about Impulse dealing (laughs) with like his Aunt Iris dying. You know, and him mm. trying to find a racing around the world and trying to find a cure. Yeah. And then, ten times out of ten, it's going to be Chris Omni. And I would rather read that book of Impulse trying to find the cure for his Aunt Iris than Impulse doing some, banging up some, busting up some cr- crime. Or he could bang him up. <laughs> yeah. Whatever he wants to do. Yeah. Banging but up the Teen Titans, you know? When it, when it comes to the books that I want to read, I do like those quieter character moments that mm-hmm. you are getting in Daredevil right now. Yeah. Especially with what's happening with Foggy and Matt. Like, mm-hmm. it works. I love the way that he's able to draw the radar sense, which is basically just aping what Paolo yeah. Rivera did, but he set the standard. He, Chris Samney does it, and he does it well. It works. I wouldn't mind seeing what an artist like Chris Pacella would do with that, but I'm more than happy seeing him on yeah. those crazy action books where there's sentinels coming out of the ground just laying waste to the city and you've got these new mutants here and also mutants that can't control their powers anymore that and that's very much the book that he's on i and i have to go for that one john it's all up to you we told you it's going to be up to you are you done google searching i'm with you guys (laughs) (laughs) uh you know i have to side with paul Oh, shocking! Um, because I I, I'm not taking this personally, too. I'm smiling. It actually, it, it, I wasn't even listening to you, Paul. Uh, it's just that art, and <laughs> no, no, you're right. And uh, they're able to capture those kind of moments, and they're able to do that action. Yeah, it's not that over the top, not sentinels it, coming through it's the so ground. Different. It's mm-hmm. a, a completely different kind. But I absolutely do love that pop pulp. Mm-hmm. kind of artwork and um if i had the choice of reading between the two of them i would pick chris chris Omni. not to say that chris Pacello isn't great and he is a good artist but omni's he is he's able to capture that that face the the emotion that those characters are mm-hmm. going through so i gotta throw it to him i I'm not mad about this at all. I'm not going to hold it against you because they're both fantastic artists. They both have different storytelling styles. You can't fault either one of them for what they do well. What's funny is out of all these, we pick the guys that are that more cartoony styles. How about Stuart Eminem versus Giuseppe Camicoli? Again, this is... I, I have an easy one just because I'm not a big fan of, because I haven't read that much of Giuseppe Camicoli. I have to go with Stuart Eminem. Mm-hmm. And that's all I'm going to say on that. I, I think I would actually turn it over to Stuart Eminem as well, because they both have that cartoonish animated style. But Stuart Eminem, when he draws facial expressions, it pops. It's not everyone just... They're looking. You can tell if they're like normal or mad. He draws expressions. He's not up to that level that you have someone like. Uh, he uh, straddles that line it? of Brian Hitch and you know what we were talking about—that Jim Lee realistic uh, uh, style 
and that comic book energy cartoony style very well. Yeah. He's right on that cusp. But he still has that kind of cartoony look to it. Yeah. When, when I think who can draw facial expressions in a comic book, I go to Kevin Nolan from DC. He did Justice League mm-hmm. International with Keith Giffen. Yep. He's on, uh, he does some of the stuff right now. See, I go Amanda Connor for whatever reason. Oh, well, with facial honestly, Amer- yeah. No, they're, they're both great picks and Amanda mm-hmm. Connor does it too because when they draw a face, yeah. You can look at that face and be like, oh, whimsical, yeah. mad, angry, frustrated. Like, mm-hmm. it's all different. It's not just like, oh, they're gritting their teeth, frowning. I'm going to read the panels and see that, yes, they're, they're upset about something. Or are or they they're, upset? Or they're, are... Sa- or they're just really I don't know. sad. How am I supposed to read this, these lines? Because this face is either giving me very upset or very angry. And there's no italicizing. <laughs> I don't know. And, and to bring it back in, Stuart Eminent can do that. He's yeah. not up at that level with like the Kevin Owen or Amanda Connor, but everyone. I would put him up in that level I, with him. At least Amanda Connor. He's a. I think it's because like that, just like that style more than anything. Yeah. I don't know. Like that's where I would. We're kind of—we've been putting a lot of people in classes. We are, and Stuart Eminem is definitely with a Amanda Connor and class. You know yeah. where they straddle, giving you a cartoony style, but more so. You know, it's on the cusp of being realistic, and yeah. it's and uh, as much as I've enjoyed Superior Spider-Man, Giuseppe Camincoli's knocking it out with the Spider-Man mm-hmm. book. I just might not have been able to read enough of his art right now to say like he can do facial expressions more like yeah. that and that's really what i'm hinging this on because when i see a Stuart eminent and this is panel i can be like no there's depth there this I isn't a bracket that. of what who we who are the best artists and who are the best writers it's kind of like who we enjoy the most right now yeah and that's why we do it yearly and we like, have we have the choice to pick up any books and mo- the people on these lists are the people that we are reading. These are the people that we go in We do go weekly. to a really good comic book shop that will carry any book that we want. And, you know, and it's we just do it between the two big yeah. conferences instead of doing our Image or Dark Horse or Boom or any of those. But these are the ones that we go back to and buy, who we are buying. The ones that we are looking forward to every week, their book coming out. And uh, I think that that speaks volume to who these guys are on this list. And I, both of them are great, but I have to go with Stuart Inman. 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 Inotep. Inotep. Manly, manly. Little uh, mummy reference there. <laughs> Pretty much, yes. Thank you for getting it. Chris Somney versus Stuart Inman. I think I have to give it to uh, Omni. Somney. I just huh? Somney. Somney or Inman or Stuart? Oh no, Somney. Chris Somney. On Daredevil. Stuart or Stuart Inman. Uh, Stuart Inman. That's what I. I thought that's what I said. No, you said. Tyson Inman. <laughs> no, you said. I am Chris, wrecked. You said. 
Omic, which is Oling. Mike, Mike, uh, something like Haven Omic. Yeah. If, yeah. No, I don't it, want it to it get. Was, he does not get it. We read his Dark Horse book. What was it? Victories. Image? Victories. Yeah. Blue. Uh, no, Stuart Enoman. I have to give it to him. I, I, his art really just does pop. It has that cartoony with that realistic feel that we just talked about with him. Are you going to look at me? I'm going to look at you. Because I know where I'm going to go, Paul. Do you know where you're going to go? I am so tossed that it is like a salad. Oh, Paul, I'm, I will let you go because I don't want to completely derail your pick. No, no, go ahead and derail my pick. I beg you, please. Okay, well, honestly, as much as I dig what's been happening in Daredevil, I have to give it to Stuart Eminem because I do read a lot of superhero yeah. comic books. And he does get the bigger books. And he, he gets those bigger books. He's mm-hmm. able to portray the emotion, like those character beats. Not mm-hmm. as well as Chris Omni, but he can do it. He does but he can do, balance. He well. does a lot of action and yeah. just like crazy all out. Hey, we're gonna have Daredevil, Hawkeye, Wolverine, and D Man, like all in one book. And yeah, that's right. He said D Man. I, I was just trying to think like out there like characters like they're all gonna be in one book, and I can look down at this page and say like, oh well, they all look different, and they can all. Do what they do. Is that Grant Morrison? That is Grant Morrison. Crazy John's I, I, looking at a uh, Cameron Stewart art book. You know how much I love those quiet, what I call quiet comic books. Those those raw emotion awesome. comic books that that drive me to want to read. And when I get that in my superhero work, I just love it all the more. And that's why I have to go with Chris Somney more though. More so than Stuart Inman and, and Chris, you're the person that actually sold it because you're right. Stuart Inman couldn't give me as well those moments, but they can, he can give me maybe that action better. But I'd rather have those very emotional <laughs> moments more 100%. so than those action moments. Uh, but that no longer matters. What matters now is Greg Capullo. Oh shit! I forgot it came down Ooh. to this. Yeah, that's right. It does all come down to this. This is the finals. This is well, your Jonathan before... Hickman versus Jeff Lemire moment. This is your Greg Capullo versus Stuart. You know, Eminem the, moment. one of the biggest facts that like the facts of life. Chris, me? Oh, I he lost. Said the, one I, of the biggest facts. I lost is... my train of thought. Then I jumped in because we had a We're talking about there. Greg Capullo, Stuart Eminem. There's no Chris. I'm Chris. Uh, You're John. That's Paul. We're the one of the biggest things is, is <laughs> Greg Capullo, you know, he's coming from doing like Spawn is his book that he's known for before Batman. His artwork for, you know, bands for their covers. He comes on to this book, you not knowing who he is, just to ultimately just really just rock it. And, you know, the facial works, the the little things using darkness, you know, using shadows, everything just pops so much with that book. His style is his own. It has a little bit of that cartoony 
but it still works as a Batman book that it doesn't make it feel not real. I mean, we freaking did science experiments over whether (laughs) or not a card would stick to the Batmobile. You know, if it was too cartoony, you know, you wouldn't have that ultimately that conversation about it. But it's cartoony in a realistic way that still works for that book. Um, and I, I think that's why I got to give it to Greg Capullo. He really does pull off his own kind of style for that book. And even like the Joker, like having those pupils, you know, one more dilated and discolored than the other could come off cartoony and cheesy, but it comes off menacing. And not a lot of people can do that. And not to say anything against um, Stuart Inman, because he is a he's a great artist too. Like I mean, he's the best of Marvel right now on our uh, with our view. But still, if, la- just for a refresher, Lester, will you pick Paulo Rivera, who's very similar to Chris Samney's style? So. Yeah, and we, we, we go we go with what bucks. we like. Yeah, but uh, last year, Jade Williams the third one overall. Like. And he only made not it. Like, he only not made it what once. we told Paulo Rivera. Second, second round. John's a liar. Yes, I was nervous. I'm a huge fan. He was such a nice guy. He's very nice. His dad does all his inking for him. Uh, but yeah, I have to go. I have to go. Greg Capolo. He pulls it off with having his own kind of way about it versus Chris Omni that or Stuart Omni, Stuart. Inman, who it's still it it it's grouped in with your um Herberto Ramos or your uh the guy doing I'm not even gonna attempt to do this superior Spider Man artist. Giuseppe Comancoli. Yeah. That's too much for me right now. It's okay. Uh, I'm sacrificed. <laughs> I am sacrificed. As long as you didn't drive, well you're okay. I'm not driving. I drive. It works out well for me. And I don't have to be up till noon tomorrow, so <laughs> It works even better. Um, <laughs> two beers. Two yeah. beers. Two, two beers. 9.8 and 9.4. Yes. I had macaroni and cheese, a small <laughs> microwavable I, dinner. I have not eaten yet today. Yeah, but you have a crazy metabolism. I am. I am Wally and West. You're freakishly <laughs> fucking tall. And good looking. You left that out. I but did eating. not. But one thing oh. we all forgot is how well... Greg Capullo pulls out the creepy. Yes. I and said that with the I, eyes. I know, with the eyes. The eyes. And Joker's eyes. If I was... Uh, you have to think about which artist in the past year was paired so well with the story that they were telling. And I think that plays a part. And Greg Capullo was paired better than Stuart Eminem was with just what he's been doing with the X-Men. So, and I've been enjoying 18 straight issues, more than a year worth of Greg Capullo. I know, minus the two issues of, uh, you know, fill-ins. Yeah. More so than I have of Stuart Eminem on new X-Men. Or all new X-Men. There it is. But, uh, so I have to vote for Greg Capullo. I'm sorry, Chris. I know I agreed that you could go first, but... No, I it's, it's it okay. Because you're not saying anything that I probably wouldn't have said to. This is a tough choice. 
they both have different styles, and it's really coming down to styles in this one. Like we've really, mm-hmm. like you said, we've been breaking people off into families or sections of just like, well, this kind of artist, this artist, this artist. Greg Capullo, man, fucking Joker is creepy as shit, and there's that depravity that has just come across in the artwork that you won't get from a Stuart Eminem book, and that's what really solidified this for me, is if I had Stuart Eminem drawing a Batman book centered around the Joker, would he have that same kind of atmosphere coming off of it? Probably not. If I had Greg Capullo drawing an X-Men book, would it still have that same kind of atmosphere? It might not have the brightness because just how the style is, but Mm -hmm. it wouldn't have, or much like Stuart Eminem drawing Batman, it wouldn't have that depravity that you get from Capullo, which you need. I, I have to give it to Greg Capullo. Wow. So that leaves us with Jeff Lemire and Greg Capullo. Which I think is an awesome pairing. Those those two are perfect together. That, like, that the creepy... writer can write a dark and creepy book, mm-hmm. and the artist is perfect for him. He can capture what he wants. Man, if those two so are on Frankenstein, so, Agent of Shade. So that's that's the overall pick. So from DC, we have Jeff Lemire and Greg Capullo. Marvel, Jonathan Hickman and, and Stuart Eminem. Yeah, I would love a Who Jonathan Hickman Stuart Eminem book. Who did we have win in um, the writers? I don't remember. We had Jeff, Jeff Lemire, Lemire and Jonathan. <laughs> no, no. Who win bet- one between the two? Jeff, Jeff Lemire. Lemire. Jeff Lemire. That's why I said that's what. Le- that's why le- it leaves us with Jeff Lemire and Craig Capullo. I don't know. It's it's okay. It's, We're a DC podcast. I'll, I'll yeah. said the overall, and then I said for each. Yeah. Conference. Yeah, I got confused. I didn't it's remember. Okay. I, I, both those books on either end, whatever the writing, mm. you know, would be great. Yeah. The only, like, um, with Stuart, Stuart Inman, I, like, I'm not sure, like, with Hickman's art, it's always that real epic. Mm-hmm. But I think Inman would have been perfect. You say, you say real epic, but he had on, uh, Fantastic Four, who was it? Artist Nick, name. Nick Dragota? Yeah. I was just going to say. That's, that's, I, I was going to. That's just, not that epic style. I was just going to say Stuart Inman would be perfect. He was on FF, not To be Fantastic on Fantastic Four with him, though. Like, that. that's a book, like, good. I would like to see those two together on. Even Especially though Hickman's already done it. But. Af- after seeing Eminem on something like Next Wave, where he's drawing just crazy out there. Yeah. Things because it was written by Warren Ellis, who was just like, and then in this issue we're gonna have Modocs that look like Elvis. This issue is gonna be done like a coloring book, like yeah, an artist that can handle that, doing Fantastic Four, okay, because Eminem can draw whatever. Now we're in the second dimension. That's right. You don't get to use the vertical, you know, or, or depth. Every, like everything has to be really flat. I, I think Eminem could do that, and he would do it with a sense of whimsy almost. Yeah, yeah. and it would work very well with the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. And on the DC side, there, Greg Capullo and Jeff Lemire. You put them on any kind of darker character, Justice League Dark, 
Frankenstein, Constantine, Zatanna. That's I would love to that, see them do a Zatanna book. That, that's a book I'm like, oh, that would be just creepy as shit. And or Madame Zanadu. Swamp yeah. Thing. Scott Snyder probably going to be leaving Swamp Thing. Yannick Paquette's not going to be on it. Yep. Jeff Lemire, Greg Capullo on Swamp Thing. You know, I think I I I, I, I would like to see what he could do. It'd be a lot darker yeah. book. Oh yeah. You wouldn't have the Yannick Paquette, you know, flowers in the foreground, Swamp Thing in the background with leaves and splashing waves. You know, it's not going to have that pop, but it's going to be so. Would be a commercial for a like women's products, yeah. like, like that's, but but that's the, what, what they could do. like what they could do together. Chris, I'm disappointed, but also I applaud you. Sir. That's that's the only because I was right there with you. It, it would have to be it would have to be a dark book, yeah. but it would be just that awesome creepy book that you're not getting anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And we you're should... probably not getting your podcast from anywhere else if you're listening to us. Yeah, that's probably true. You probably have somehow found us instead of all the other amazing uh, comic book podcasts. And you're still listening, so thanks. So thank you. And we're at the top of your bracket. You know what? How we you really want to? Th- if you want to thank us for doing this every week, in and out, uh, read us and review us on iTunes. You know, I love those ratings and reviews. It's how other people find our podcast other than you beating up you know children in your neighborhood and plugging in their ipods right into their ears which we do not suggest oh doyle rules and so is the bang broadcast listen to this i imagine that's what bullies do now i don't know why everyone's against bullying (laughs) that's how we get half our word out but if you've if you've already done that, make sure you follow us over on Facebook. We're just Bagging Board. We also have a website, BaggingBoard.com, which I really want to focus more on because we don't. I was talking to John about that the other day. We never focus on it. I forget we have one. No. You also forget we have an email address, contact at BaggingBoardCast.com. That's but true. don't forget our episode 169, which will be an all-listener special. That's right. You pick everything. What we talk about. Questions that you want answered, and also the beer we will drink. And books that Do we it. will review. Do it all. And if you want to see books that we're currently reviewing, make sure you follow us over on our YouTube channel, where we're putting up bagged and board bites every day. They're just quick little, like, five-minute reviews of comic books that we read. Maybe like, maybe don't like. Who knows? You should just watch them. We've got, we have a back catalog now, I would say. Because we've been, been doing it since 2011. Wow. The first one we put up was the intro yeah. with you and I in the backyard. That was July 2011. Wow. Yeah. That's a fun one. You it's can watch them on fun. your smart TVs that are internet enabled. We, we did that the other day. <laughs> and those videos are monetized too, so we could get paid from it too. I'm just saying that. We probably won't. Unless hey, you watch them over and over again. Google so will give us do. a check. I just went through and monetized everything. So it might not be much, but you could buy us beer. Hey. So in addition to telling us what beer we should drink, you might also pay for it. (laughs) Just by clicking on things that you were going to watch anyways. So we thank you. 